0: Hi, this is Becky and Patricia. We are former college teammates and believe that life is a team sport. Our
1: goal is to encourage and inspire strong women, families, and communities using lessons learned from sport.
0: Welcome to the team room.
1: All right, well, season three, welcome to the team room. So excited to have you guys back. If you didn't notice, we have a new opening kind of shorter, succinct. I like it. I don't know. Becky, what do you think? I like
0: it. I like short and sweet. And then we go right into our podcast.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So this season, we are going to be doing several different series of podcasts, um, potentially one each month. Although we found a few extra people, maybe so some of them might go a little longer, but this very first one I'm really excited about, we're calling it once an athlete. So the saying goes, once an athlete, always an athlete. We just kind of shortened it to name the series. But the idea is based on a study that Ernst Young did back in 2017. CNBC released it where Ernst Young had gone through and interviewed, I think they interviewed 100 women, I'm not really sure, um, that were executive level leaders. And they found that 90% of them had done sports in their past. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's an astounding number of women who became leaders who had some experience with sport. So this month, all throughout the month, we're going to be interviewing women who are leaders in their field and talking to them about what they do now and also what they learned from sport and how that's applicable and maybe how that helped them become leaders. So today, Becky and I want to introduce the topic. We're going to talk about our own experiences with sport and how that helps us lead well. Um, So that's what's coming up. Um, but first, we're going to hear from Becky for her highlight reel.
0: Awesome. So my highlight reel is attached to the kitchen because we've done this kitchen remodel since the end of May. It is the bar stools right behind me because we are filming now on Zoom. Some of you will always only listen to us, so I'm going to tell you these bar stools were hard to find. They are bar height, which is different than counter height, and they swivel. They have a back, and the cushion is soft and They are lovely in our kitchen, they just match, um, kind of classic, kind of nice, but not too fancy. So we're really excited about them. They came in the mail overnight on Amazon and my husband got the pleasure of putting them together. Um, I would have helped him, however, I'm really not good at that stuff. I can do it, but it's just painstakingly slow. And so he put those together for me. Patricia was visiting last week and actually helped me find these stools online. So I credit her to her credit, finding my, um, awesome new barstools. So yeah. just really enjoy them. And we've just already been sitting them for meals. I just throw the food up on the counter and let, you know, on the, on the bar and let people eat up there. Like if it's lunch, just here you go. So it's really, they're really, um, helpful for company and just for life.
1: Yeah. So I got to be part of the Google search, but I have not gotten to try them out yet. So Perfect. next time I come up, next time I come up, I get to try them out. But they look fantastic, and I'm really excited. We'll put up some pictures um, online as well. Awesome. So as we get into our topic today, I want to hear a little bit, and we'll both kind of take turns sharing, but just tell us about your background with sports, because I feel like we ask people this a lot, and I can't remember if we've shared our own background in sports. So tell us a little bit about your background with sports.
0: Okay, I will start us off. So I started playing sports at a really young age. Um, my older brother is eight years older than me. So he was always my coach instead of my brother with <laughs> both, but he coached me and everything. So I started with t-ball and then I went to um, basketball and then soccer. And then I did a little bit of track in middle school. I played volleyball, in middle school and high school and, um, and golf. I grew up playing golf because my dad's a golf pro. So I did start sports at a really young age and I am that kind of personality that I pick something up and I can usually do pretty well at it. I'm not always the best, but I can figure it out and play it. Um, I like, just really love sports. So yeah, that's where my sports background come from is just um, my brother coached me. And so if there was something to do, I was doing it.
1: Yeah. So what did you play in high school? So
0: interestingly, I got to explain this a little bit. I grew up in a town where we had junior highs. So it was seventh, eighth and ninth grade. And then you went to the high school, 10th, 11th, 12th. So in ninth grade, I was at the junior high still, and we had this awesome volleyball coach. So I played volleyball in ninth grade. And then when we moved to the high school, a a friend of mine was like, hey, Becky, have you ever played soccer? I was like, not really. I had played pickup with my older sister's boyfriend. It was weird, like once or a couple of times in in middle school, just randomly pickup games. And so um, that's when I, I switched from soccer, from volleyball to soccer as a 10th grader in high school. So soccer, basketball and golf and tennis actually in high school. So two years of tennis and then I did golf my senior year because I was like, you know, tennis was great and fun, but like I wasn't a star, which was fine. I thought, Oh, I think I'll try golf. So it was fun.
1: That's awesome. I didn't even know that. So for those of you that don't know, Becky and I played both basketball and soccer together in college. <laughs> we, we went straight from one to the other, sometimes getting off the bus from soccer and going straight into the basketball weight room, but it was great and way more manageable having someone else to, to make that transition with. Perfect. Well, for me, I grew up doing gymnastics kind of at the rec level. Um, I think there were gymnastics clubs like there are now, but not as prevalent. So the high school coach at the local high school did this class in the evenings for kids that could come in and just learn the sport. So I signed up for the class and then I ended up doing it twice a week. And so I loved it. I would go in, we were learning tricks. I mean, essentially there was no pit, there was still no, like safety equipment. So you're just like chucking skills and trying not to die essentially, but I thought it was great fun. I would go to the high school meets and kind of like watch and um, and then I also did some ice skating. but I never really did team sports. The kids next door to us played us a lot of soccer in the backyard. So I'd go over there and, you know, kind of jump into those games, but never really had any formal training. And then in high school, I decided to go out for the cross country team (laughs) in freshman year. I thought, you know, I don't, I don't know how to play anything. You know, that's kind of what I thought, but, you know, running seemed simple enough. So I went out for the cross country team and very quickly discovered that I did not enjoy running for the sake of running. (laughs) Running And so I ended up spraining my ankle partway through the season and I literally just never went back.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I went out for basketball the next season. I made the JV team and probably just because I could run and I had a permanent seat next to the coach on the bench, but I learned a lot. And then, um, the next season, so in Virginia, they play soccer in the spring. So the oh. next season I went out for soccer and, uh, same thing I could run. And so they threw me out on the field and, um, I played soccer. So, um, sophomore year, I went out for the volleyball team in the fall as well. So I ended up playing volleyball, basketball, and soccer. That's
0: in- what I would have done.
1: That, yeah. that, that's what I would have done.
0: Cause I love volleyball. I really loved it.
1: It was a lot of fun. And sophomore year is the same year that I ended up becoming the goalkeeper for the soccer team. Mm-hmm. Um, before that I was a forward and I I discovered that I loved that as well. And so volleyball then became a lot more fun junior and senior year because I knew how to dive. <laughs> and so I enjoyed playing defense. Anyway, well, and I just loved playing sports. Same thing with Becky. Like I I took to it quickly and I just, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. All right. So that's a little bit of our sports background. So what we've been, what we're going to be doing with our guests is finding out what they do for a living and how they lead now. And so we'll kind of take a couple minutes and share that for each one of us and then talk about the correlation. What did you learn through playing sports that now helps you be a leader in your industry? All right. So that's kind of where we're headed. All right. So Becky, tell us how you lead now and what you do?
0: Okay. Well, what I do now is I am a health and PE teacher to middle school students. I have been with middle schoolers, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders for over 15 years now. um, And I enjoy it. The way I lead is really, really, really simple. And it's pretty much by example because the way, um, what I tell my students, I try to do everything I tell them, not I mean, as I get older, things will change with my body. I'm sure. However, you know, they run. We do a beep test. It's actually called the pacer, and some people call it the beep test. Right? You have to get to the line. It beeps. Get back to the line. I run that test with with them here and there throughout the year. Yeah, I don't go as high as them. I barely. You know. However, it is interesting. I do actually do better than most of the students. So, but I like to show them that you know, health and fitness is really important. And I do that by what I talk about, by what I say, how, how I look. Um, so I definitely lead by example, number one. I also lead by, uh, I also lead our FCA huddle there, our club. And so I lead in my um, character and how I talk to my students, how I accept all my students, how I try to connect them to each other and to healthy things. i um, try not to leave any kids out. Like there's always going to be kids that don't want to be with other kids. They just don't want to, and they like to be alone. And they're just kind of have that personality. However, I do believe that we need people that all people need people, even if it's only one person. So um definitely try to connect the kids to each other and help them find a friend so they know they're not alone. So I just that's just how I lead, I would say.
1: Yeah. No, that's really good. I mean you're literally leading the next generation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: That's really important work. And, you know, God bless you, because I cannot with that age group, I have one of them that lives in my house and that's enough.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what most people say. So,
1: Yeah, Yeah. no, but that's great. And that's how you're gifted and that's how you're wired. And so I love that that's what you're doing. So for me, I am the director for FCA, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes at University of Maryland. So the chapter that I lead is specifically at the university. I get to work with the university coaches and athletes and administrators. And that's an amazing opportunity. I have a staff this year of three people that work alongside me as well as volunteers. And so being able to lead by example I think is really important and then also I love to empower other people to go out and do stuff on their own. So one of my favorite parts of my job in working with college students you get to do this because they're essentially, you know, miniature adults <laughs> is to help them understand the leadership process, help them understand and then take what they've learned and go and use it. So if I get to watch a student share um, their story or lead a group of other athletes or even younger kids, whether it's in a sporting context or they're, you know, sharing a story and talking about their own experiences, but to be able to watch that happen really gives me life and I enjoy that. And so um, that's a big part of, I think, leadership as well is empowering others to go out and do the same.
0: Yeah, totally. It's neat to pass it on. And I I feel like I heard this somewhere, but you know, when you're um, passionate about what you do, you can't help but share it with others. Mm -hmm. It's something that you can, you visibly give to others, your, your um, fire, your excitement.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, that's part of, living out your giftings. And then we've talked about, we talked about that last season quite a bit. Um, but I do think that's really important. Okay. So what do you feel like are maybe a few of the things that you've learned from sport that help you now as you lead your middle school students?
0: Well, I would definitely say it's just the teamwork. It's, it's sportsmanship, sportsmanship, teamwork, doing things that are hard. Um, even like confronting others in love, like. really a, a huge one i team teach so not a lot of teachers team teach with another coworker i have team taught patricia for over 15 years now with two different male teachers now one of them i I've, I've been with i was with solely for about 14 years and then this is the last couple of years that we added in another male that i that we all teach together with as well so the inner dynamic that is that the right word but i'm telling you the the dynamics between the three of us is interesting and it takes work. And so I would say being able to work through on sports teams with different personalities of players, um, different work ethics of players, different coaches we've had to deal with over the years, you know, that has all totally helped me in dealing with dealing with, that's lovely, handling, that's another not great word, Um, working with these two men that I am more or less privileged to work with because they're both incredibly amazing people. And however, there are days when it's very difficult. And so I would say um, from sport, just learn to push through. And, you know, I've also learned that, you know, you're not always right, you know, and when we make mistakes, you got to say, sorry, like knowing that we're going to make mistakes and then being able to say, oh, my idea was really horrible. You were right. I was wrong. Thank you for letting me do my idea and, and not pointing out that it was horrible the whole time. You know, because as a teacher, you know, we try different things with the students and we tell our first classes usually sometimes, you're the guinea pigs. Like this game may not work, but it could be fun, you know? And then by the end of the day, we're like, okay we, we, we've, we've worked it out. It's either really good or it's, we got to get rid of it. So, you know, I would just say through sport, I've learned a lot of just communication and, um, just a lot of, of a give and, give and take, you have to, you can't be the star always, you know, I team teach, you're not always the favorite, you know, you're not always, you know, I'm sometimes the drill sergeant cause I love fitness. So I'm like, let's go, we're running again. And, you know, and that's not always fun. So those are some things I've learned. Patricia?
1: Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, knowing your role, I think in any circumstance, (laughs) is really important, but that gives you the opportunity to lead well. Because Mm -hmm. if you're constantly trying to be the favorite, or you're constantly trying, if you think you're going to fill a certain role all the time, it's never going to happen, right? So, understanding team dynamics and allowing other people to have the spotlight, being willing to admit when you've been wrong, I mean, those are all really important one working with a team. No, that's good. Um so I was asked this question. I was on another podcast uh, a few weeks ago. And I told the guy about our podcast and said, you know, we ask women what they've learned from sport and how they apply it to life. And he was like, "Well, that's a great first question for you." And I thought, "Oh, you know what? I ask people this all the time." Yeah. And so in the moment, I said grit. And I really think grit has helped me get through a lot of situations in life, but I definitely learned it from sport. So with gymnastics, it was something where, you know, I, I learned how to do skills and then I would go and, and try to do them. And if I wasn't getting it right, it was like trying to evaluate, like, why isn't this working? Why do I keep flying out of bounds? Why am I not landing on my feet? You know, like, and, and you go back to the why and you kind of figure it out and you go back and you, you try it again, right? But it's that willingness to get up and try it again that is what I'm talking about, like that grit. And so it started there. And then as I moved into team sports, it's the same thing. It's like, number one, you're not always gonna be the star, right? Especially for me, walking in, I'm new. I can barely dribble, much less shoot, you know, basketball. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, I'm gonna need to put in a lot of time and effort if I ever wanna contribute on the floor. Mm -hmm. And I decided I really liked the sport. So I spent all that next summer, I went to camps. I was out of my driveway till dark pretty much every day, just working on stuff, working on my shot, working on my ball handling. And it's like, okay, this isn't working. Like, how do I adjust? How do I fix? How do I alter? But it's not that like, this isn't working. Well, I guess I'm not supposed to be a basketball player. And I think that's the difference, right? And too many people, I think, quit before they're done. And so that idea of grit is that willingness to go back and evaluate, go back to the drawing board, figure out why this isn't working and then give it another, give it another try.
0: Yeah. And pivoting, pivoting is like a a, a key word in basketball. it's, It's a key word in life because everything doesn't go your way. And so you have to pivot, which means change direction a little bit and look around for answers. And, you know, Patricia, we've been friends for 20 years now. And I've seen you go through a lot of different things. And especially, you know, in the last few years, you've shared a few things on the podcast, but you've had to pivot and you've had to look around at things and really evaluate and and how can I do things different? And, you know, so those are definite lessons we've learned from sport. And I just, I love this topic because I, I know this is why we do this because sports relate to life, like on a, on a big scale.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, being able to leave people with something to take away, right? Some application. So I think number one, evaluate what your role is, right? From your example, you know, evaluate what your role is. And then also look for the positive in the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Like too many times we get annoyed by people. And so then we're like, oh, them again. You know, when you know what? They might bring some great attributes to the table. They might have a few annoying traits, but you know what? You might too. I hate to break it to you. We all do. We all do. We all do. And so being willing to look at the positive side of what people are bringing to the table and truly be a team player, I think that takes some serious evaluation and maybe some time where you step back and say, you know what? What can I what can I look at in this situation? That is positive.
0: Very true. Very true. Yeah. And
1: you know, when you
0: step outside and, and get some perspective, a lot of times it helps and to count your blessings to count, you know, I, you know, team teaching can be hard. There's a lot of, I've talked to a lot of different teachers and they're like, you do what? And wow, I would never want to do that because teachers like to shut their door and teach. And that's just part of being a teacher. Yeah. However, there is some really great benefits that I have from team teaching, which is, Sounds goofy, but if I ever really have to go to the bathroom, like I can just go use the restroom real quick and I don't have to go get another teacher to cover my class. I just go use the restroom. Uh, You know, It's goofy, but as a teacher, you do have to like look outside the hall or call the office because it doesn't happen a lot. We're adults, but you know, if something's just going on and you drank a lot of water and you weren't thinking, and then, you know, you were jumping around with the students or whatever. And, you know, the other thing that's nice is that I always have another teacher to bounce ideas off, to... If there's a discipline issue, you know, um, I do teach PE. So a lot of times there's dress code issues. So I'll just deal with the girls and the guy deals with the guys and I'll just like, Hey, can you talk to so-and-so? And he'll be like, can you talk to her? You know? And it's just, it's a nice balance of, of leadership and you know, whatever. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that's it looking at the positives and what the team dynamic brings to the table that maybe wouldn't be there if it was just you by yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, from the grit perspective, it's just that, you know, it's not quitting before you're done and being willing to say, you know what, this isn't working. Let's go back to the drawing board and figure out why it's not working. What can we change? What can we alter? Can we think outside the box? Can we be creative, right? So much of sport is creativity. So my daughter recently started playing for a new travel lacrosse coach. And in his meeting with the parents, he talked about how he likes to let the kids lead on the field and he likes to let them be creative and that mistakes are okay. It was actually, it was a great speech. Um, that was a good one. It was I thought it was great for the kids to hear too, because mistakes are okay. Mistakes happen and it's okay. You actually learn sometimes more from your mistakes than you do from the goals that you score or the passes that you pick off or you know whatever your role on the team is, you might learn more from the mistake if you're willing to actually go back and evaluate why it didn't work and fix it.
0: Yes. Well we feel, I like the the phrase is like you fail forward. So yes. instead of just flopping and failing like to fail forward. And you know in life we don't like the F-word, the fail word. No one does. But at the end of the day, like and it, everything's not really always has to be a failure. But if it didn't come to fruition the way you were, you were planning and hoping, then there is a little bit of fail there. So pick it up and take some time. Like we talked about last season about making a uh, monument and like, and like really like check things out. We just don't get any better unless we look at history. Like, it's just like history. Things get repeated if we don't remember them. Yeah. As human beings, we're short. We, we have a memory loss. Like we don't always remember the past. So it's good to remember the past so that we
1: don't need it a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. Love it. All right. Well, all this month, we are going to be interviewing different female leaders from a lot of different arenas in life and talking to them about their own sports experience and what they've learned. We've already done some of these interviews. And guys, listen, they're so good. I took lots of copious notes. I took away a lot of things. So I know you guys are going to get a lot of stuff out of them as well. Yes. All right. Well, before we let you go today, <clears throat> it's my turn to share a blue reel. <laughs> yes. So uh, I told Becky this already, but when I was at her house. Not long ago, I, I went up, I was I was in the shower and I'm getting out of the shower and she she buys these um, like big shampoo and conditioner bottles that have the pump top. Right, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Like we get those too because you buy them at Costco and you have, you know, all these people that need to use them in your house. Mm-hmm. But they were sitting at the edge of the <laughs> of the tub. So as I went to step out, I accidentally knocked one of them over and it landed, it didn't break, but it landed on the lid. And it was literally just like the perfect scenario. It landed on the lid and it sprayed out. And so it literally like <laughs> All the way across the wall. There's there's conditioner just like all the way across the door, the wall, the towels, like everything that was there. I was like, "Oh my gosh." So, you know, I may have spent the next 5 minutes cleaning Becky's wall and door.
0: That's funny.
1: I didn't even go check. I should go check. <laughs> yeah, see if you can see the residue on the wall.
0: I'm sure it's not there. That's funny though. Yeah what are the chances of it landing? Exactly. Exactly.
1: That's what I thought. Oh my gosh. This is so funny. Yeah. So that's it. That's my blooper reel.
0: It's good. It's really good.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Well, we hope that this series is as exciting to you all as it is to us and that hopefully you got some inspiration and encouragement from today's episode Before we head out, we want to pass the ball to a woman in life who has inspired us. So Becky, do you have someone?
0: I do. I have a good friend named Laura and she's just a very um, positive person and she's a researcher. So she's very helpful in the field of anything that I want to know. And she's but she also understands like the dynamic of different people's lives. And so I love that about her. So I just want to pass her the ball to say, girl, you're doing great. And thank you for supporting me in all my ups and downs of life. And, um, just always being a voice of reason, wisdom, and kindness.
1: Oh, I love that. Great job. So today I want to pass the ball to hope Lewandowski. She is our FCA president this semester for FCA at University of Maryland. She is a grad student, super senior, uh, fifth year on the soccer team, and she and I have been meeting once a week for quite a while. She's been one of our student leaders for the last couple of years. She's had a couple injuries along the way, hence the fifth year, and her ability to kind of do what I was talking about earlier—go back to the drawing board, evaluate things, and then step forward in faith, knowing that. God's in control and that she just needs to obediently take these steps. Um, She goes out, she works hard. She's a phenomenal soccer player, Um, but just her grit and her ability to um, continue moving forward in faith and be a great leader on the soccer team as well in this NFCA. So I just want to shout her out today.
0: Yay. And I forgot it's Laura Stokes because I got lots of Laura friends. So I just had to put that out there.
1: Perfect. I love it. Well, you've been listening to Life is a Team Sport. Our podcast airs once a week. And we hope that you will subscribe and leave us a comment. If you got something out of this, we would love to know. You can check out our website, lifeisateamsporteveryday.com. And you can also check us out on Instagram, Sport. There's an underscore between every single one of the words. Um, but you should be able to find us. And as always, life is a team sport. And you are never alone. Thank you.